to Eat, Drink, Social. My name is Courtney Sandora, and throughout this podcast series, you'll be hearing from myself and the Go Social team. Go Social is a PR and social media marketing firm with offices in Denver, Colorado, and Louisville, Kentucky. We'll be discussing social media trends and influencer best practices in the food and beverage landscape. If you have any questions and want to reach out, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Go Social, or you can visit our website at goforthbesocial.com. Hey, today we are joined with Dirk Fins of at Indiana Bourbon. Um, welcome to the show, Dirk. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we're here to talk a little bit about Indiana bourbon, which, you know, obviously people think a lot of Kentucky bourbon, so would love to hear your thoughts on that. But I guess just generally, um, tell me, where did you get your love for bourbon? When did it start? It all started probably the early 2010s. I had a, a friend of ours that uh, on New Year's would share a lot of his bourbon with us. I was a rum guy for the longest time and uh, tried a few things, but on New Year's in particular, he had a lot of uh, really special bourbons like George T. Stagg and Peppy Van Winkle and like the most popular stuff on the planet, basically. And uh, he let me taste those for a couple of years. And I thought, if this is what whiskey tastes like, like I need in this thing. Like, this is the best whiskey in the world. And uh, little did I know we started at the top, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but I really enjoyed it. And he got us into bourbon and it's been really taken off ever since then. So do you collect the bourbon or do you actually drink everything that you have? I drink. We've got a lot of bottles. Uh, I've been fortunate to get into bourbon when I did that a lot of things that are impossible to find now were kind of accessible. So I found what I liked and I stocked up quite a bit and uh, still have quite a few of those, uh, what I call harder to find bourbons now. Uh, but I've gotten so much into Indiana distilled whiskeys and bourbons that uh, Kentucky kind of take a back seat for me. So I'm more into drinking Ooh. everything in Indiana right now than uh, kind of holding on to some of my Kentucky stuff, believe it or not. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, I was just going to ask you, is it, is it hard repping Indiana bourbon when Kentucky bourbon is just over the river there? It, it is. Um, the, the thing about Indiana bourbon is people that don't like it haven't had it. And people that have had it understand where I'm coming from. So uh, I get a lot of hatred in the DMs from Kentucky people saying that, you know, you can't make bourbon anywhere else. And I understand that they have a long history of, uh, great spirits uh bourbon made in kentucky so i understand where they're coming from but uh we're getting to the point now where they had a 150 year head start on us distilling whiskey but we're turning out anywhere between four and eight year old uh, bourbon and whiskeys now so uh which is kind of the sweet spot for a lot of these spirits anyway so if we can get people to try some of these uh indiana made bourbons i think it changes a lot of people's minds honestly and do you think people i mean correct me if I'm wrong, but MGP's there, right? It is. Yes. So I mean, I think a lot of people are drinking Indiana bourbon that they don't even realize. Oh, they don't know. And, and some of the sweet justice and some of the hate mail I get is when you scroll through their page and you find some MGP source whiskeys that they rave about so much, then you can kind of let them know that, Hey, uh, just so you guys are aware that that's Indiana bourbon right there, <laughs> which is a shock to a lot of people. It really is. So I have a little fun fact for you. One of the brands that we work with is called J.K. Williams. And okay. there, do you know what city produced more whiskey than the entire state of Kentucky pre-prohibition? I would guess Lawrenceburg. 
It's actually Peoria, Illinois was the whiskey oh, capital no. of the world. No yeah, kidding. they had over That's 60 distilleries. Yeah. Totally wow. random. I'm from yeah. Illinois and I didn't know that. Yeah, that's fun. That's so, a fun fact yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. So do you find that is most of the Indiana whiskey in Southern Illinois or excuse me, Southern Indiana, or are they making it up North too? It's actually all over. The, the crazy thing about Indiana is we've got, we're pushing about 40 distilleries now and there's some popping up every year. Um, we have, great distilleries all over the state honestly we have a ton up north which my goal these last couple of years uh pre-pandemic and all that was to get up north and spend some real time up there uh to get a bunch of those distilleries i've actually never been to to this date but then we had a pandemic and then we had a little indiana bourbon baby come along so my travel plans have been changed for a little bit but <laughs> we have Aww. we have central indiana indianapolis has a handful of distilleries we have quite a few north and then quite a few south also so we have some main ones that spend or that uh, produce a lot more than others, but you can really find good whiskey and bourbon pretty much anywhere you go in this state. Nice. So I, I don't want you to play favorites, but do you have a favorite Indiana distillery or top three? Or I, I have a top 40 for sure, but <laughs> no, I have every year we've been doing the Indiana uh, Bourbon Awards where throughout the year I try to collect and drink and sample as much as I possibly can from every distillery I can get my hands on, uh, which gets tough because there's so many now and they're setting out so many different new products. So we never get to taste them all, but every year towards the fall end of the year, we try to do an awards for best bourbon, best uh, rye, best single barrel and all those things and best distillery that's voted on by uh, my followers. But uh, our, our main ones turning out probably the best which also coincides with some of the oldest, you know, aged whiskeys. We have Starlight Distillery uh, down south. It's a family operation. It's Ted, Christian, and Blake. They're a father and two sons, uh, master distillers. They absolutely are, are killing it. They're becoming um, what I would call the Buffalo Trace of Indiana. I mean, their name is out there, the most recognized and all that. Uh, Jason Fruits out of Old 55 Distillery in about an hour or so kind of north east or northwest sorry of indianapolis um they're producing some of my favorite bourbon uh, i've ever had they have a sweet corn barrel proof bourbon that's one of my favorite spirits uh period it's unbelievable they're the only people in the world that make it which is uh a, a, quite a claim but it's true nobody else in the world makes sweet corn whiskey like they do um french lick uh distillery in french lick indiana um alan bishop down there is making incredible uh whiskey everything he's releasing now is at least four years old bald and bond he's got some barrel proof picks uh bear wallow out of nashville indiana uh nice little tourist area down there i think they make the best rye in the state um and then hard truth distillery in southern indiana their facility is phenomenal i mean you can do an atv tour uh sample spirits down there and they're, they're basically this a one-stop shop for family entertainment uh, but all, all these distilleries are probably our main ones that are producing some well-aged spirits right now, but we've got dozens more that are great experiences that make phenomenal cocktails, phenomenal food. So I always try to recommend people hit, if you got a distillery from Indiana near you, check it out. Very cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I used to go to Huber's all the time and I remember when they just started. Oh yeah. Spirits. 
and yeah, phenomenal people and they're, they're, they're what they're doing down there is is like none other i mean we literally it's an experience like no other distillery all the big guys included i mean it's just the best experience you can have is with those folks down there so i mean people do say there's a lot of corn in indiana <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Do you, do you think that that makes for a better, bur- you know, knowledge around it, bourbon? It actually does. Uh, and a lot of Kentucky made bourbon is made with Indiana grown corn uh, and grain. So a lot of the people don't realize that also, but I mean, even Buffalo Trace, and you, you don't have the land to grow everything you need down there. So uh, they're even making a facility, a production facility in Southern Indiana uh, owned by I think Sazerac and Buffalo Trace Network and all that. So uh, love my Kentucky people, but it's getting more and more Indiana all the time. It really is. Nice. Well, I think it was you on the page. I'm not quite sure, but um, I saw a picture of Peyton Manning on your page. Did you get to meet him? Yes, I did. And uh, in, in everything you hope he would be, which is awesome, which you get to meet, you know, a hero and a, uh, somebody you've looked up to forever. And you really hope they come through when you're face to face. And that man is unbelievable. He's the best storyteller. He's as nice as you can get and humble. Uh, it was the nice people at Sweetens Cove uh, actually invited me to that kind of meet and greet to taste their spirits when they uh, released it here in Indiana. And uh, you don't say no to Peyton Manning. You drop everything, get there because that's a once in a lifetime experience to share a pour with a whiskey with, with Peyton Manning. I mean, it was unbelievable. Was, was Marianne there as well? She wasn't. I was hoping she was, but she wasn't there. She had, they got a lot of commitments releasing whiskey. They're, they're, they're out there promoting all over the place, but everything I've heard about her is incredible. Also, hopefully one day I'll get a chance. Yeah, she's great. Um, Well, great. So uh, tell me a little bit about your account. Like what prompted you to start at Indiana bourbon? Well, we just got into kind of the whiskey and getting into bourbon drinking back in about 20, 13, 2014, we started visiting some distilleries with some friends and uh, we did a little bit of sampling around Indiana. And obviously everything was young then because we could just start distilling, you know, in 2013. So you can't turn out aged whiskey until, you know, it's one that you can't rush is, is the age on that stuff. But I tasted a lot of things that I knew had a lot of potential and I thought were comparable to the good Kentucky bourbons, but in a much younger uh, age. So I thought, there's an opportunity there, I think, as the distilleries grow, that there's not a lot of social media out there kind of promoting and getting the word out. So I thought there was kind of a hole in, in the market in Indiana. So I thought, well, let's see what I can do. Maybe we get a few hundred people to pay attention and uh, kind of help spread the word on what we think is good. And, and somehow it absolutely took off. Did you, were you a big, heavy social media user prior to this account? Not, not the funny thing is not at all uh my personal facebook page i post probably twice a year something like that uh a vacation photo here or there uh but yeah. that's about it but i i followed a lot of accounts and i enjoy you know what some people are able to do with their social medias but i thought uh and i kind of call myself an un, an influencer <laughs> instead of an influencer <laughs> because you've only seen my face on my page maybe a handful of times over the last yeah. six or so years that we've done it uh, I try to put the product and the people first and uh, nobody wants to see my mug and nobody's on Indiana bourbon. I wonder what Dirk's up to today. Let's look at Dirk. <laughs> they want to know what spirits are out, what's good and where can they find it? You know what I mean? So uh, it, it's just taken off in that way where 
you know, there's a lot of people that kind of just observe because they're not from here. And the problem with some of Indiana whiskeys right now is the uh, distribution's not the greatest. And if you don't live close to here or have a store doing barrel picks and things like that, we're kind of tough to get our get your hands on right now. Plus, the stuff that we're turning out is so good, it's selling out to the people that are nearby. So it doesn't really get much further than that. So really, social media is the only way to get the word out since we can't really get the taste out, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was going to ask you, my next question was just, how do you think social media has changed the way people discover bourbon? It's, I think it's, if you don't have a good social media uh, person or following, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. Uh, you're talking about, well, there was a time, Instagram has a funny way of kind of like uh, algorithms change. So things that used to be, you know, shared quite a bit are hard to find, things like that. But uh, there was a time where we're getting between 40 and 60,000 people viewing a post and it would take months upon months, in, if not a year or two, for some of these distilleries to have 60,000 people walk through their doors because they're, you know, they're smaller. So uh, I, I think like any other brand, that if you recognize a brand on the shelf, you're more likely to give it a shot, I think. So uh, most of our distilleries around here are starting to do a pretty good job. Most of them, some of them do a great job. Uh, of doing it. We even talked a few people into getting on Instagram because a few distilleries, because I told you like, this is such a good community. And I think you can really grow your business through uh, just being on here. And, and they're doing a great job getting thousands of followers. And I really think it's a must right now in today's age. I really do. It's good to hear. Um, when did your audience really start to grow? It took about uh, a year or so, I would say. Um, the old used to get like 10,000 followers on Instagram. You get a swipe up feature. That's kind of how you knew like, okay, I've made it. I can swipe up <laughs> on my stories <laughs> and all that. Uh, that took a couple of years, I think, to get to that. And then once we kind of got that going it, and to, to no credit of mine, really has this thing taken off. Like I've taken what I found to be good products and tried to share that with people who have also agreed with me. And then like you, you say, Hey, this bottle right here is delicious. And a few other people start trying that bottle and then word just kind of spreads on its own. And, uh, I really think that Instagram in general is great because of the community on there. So it doesn't really take a whole lot of effort on my part. It's the distilleries making incredible products has made this page so popular. I really believe that. So you mentioned the algorithm. Um, have you noticed a difference between reels and photos as of late? Absolutely. About a year ago, I'd say everything kind of changed as far as the whiskey posts and things like that. Not just mine, it's kind of all the way across the board. Uh, we were gaining 500 followers a month for the longest time, and now we might get a couple dozen uh, on a good month because you're not getting those same views. I know the social media giants kind of had a way of uh, protecting kids and kind of keeping things that aren't, you know, kosher for everybody, a little more hidden now. And I understand that, uh, but it's a lot more effort now to uh, get your things seen, which is kind of a shame because I think the community at large does a great job of, you know, posting these things for adults and to adults and all of that. But uh, I still think, you know, the Instagram, the photo will always be uh, an important thing because of the you can name recognition and all that kind of stuff. The reels are fun and I enjoy a good reel. I'm not the greatest at them. As I said, I'm, I'm the influencer, <laughs> but, but I do think sharing products and getting the word out and just getting those in front of people's eyeballs is very important still. So have you dabbled in TikTok at all? I have not. I have an account. 
uh, in Indiana bourbon on TikTok. It's embarrassing. I've got like three on there. I basically make TikToks to save to my phone to share on uh, Instagram. <laughs> so uh, if you go there, it's not very impressive. It's actually quite boring, but uh, we're working on it. I think TikTok is the next Instagram. I think a lot of people are going that direction now. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I hope Instagram algorithms come back around. I love the community that's been built on there. I mean, literally tens of thousands of people uh, interact on there daily, uh, especially for these craft distilleries. I think it's a huge network that does them a lot of good. I really do. Are you a big fan of any kind of like whiskey YouTube channels? I don't follow a lot of YouTube. Um, I know there's a lot out there gaining a whole bunch of momentum. A lot of guys doing reviews and things like that. And uh, and I don't do a lot of reviews. I do some here and there. Um, I'm one of those guys, like, I don't know what, you know, people talk about. It tastes like walnut shells and dewy grass. It's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it tastes good. It's sweet. It's dry. Uh, it's, it's one of those kind of flavors. I like to tell people what I like and what I don't like. I kind of like them to experience it for themselves. You know what I mean? I think that if you take whiskey and you tell me that it's these 10 tasting notes, I think your brain kind of tells you, yeah, I, I can taste that. You know what I mean? So I kind of like let people explore for themselves. I like to recommend something I like and then let them kind of experiment and see uh, what they think is in that whiskey. So I appreciate what they're doing on YouTube. There's literally a million views probably a day and some whiskey channels put together that are doing great for these distilleries. But I still like, you know, kind of tone it down and let people experience whiskey for themselves. Yeah. So, I mean, you said you're the influencer, but do you, how do you currently work with brands? Do you work with brands? I don't. People always ask me, how much do you get paid to promote these whiskeys? And I'd say I've been nothing. I don't get anything. <laughs> like, Well, I, I've never believed in doing that. I don't ask people for any free things. I know there's a lot of accounts out there that kind of hit up all these craft people saying, hey, uh, send me a bottle of post about it. I don't agree with that. I think we can do better. I think... Uh, these accounts that have grown like they have, I think should kind of give back because we do get bottles in the mail. People will send us free stuff and uh, it's, it's fun to try, you know, new whiskeys that you may not have ever even had access to uh, if they didn't send it to you. And then if it's great, I'll tell you it's great. If it's not great, I'll tell you it's not great. You know, uh, I've never had any kind of ties or any kind of financial gain by saying something was good. If I said it was good, I believe it is. So, uh, and they said, a lot of the people around here have given us, you know, samples or free models or t-shirt hat, stuff like that. And I love that. I appreciate it. It's a whole lot of fun, uh, but I'll never ask for it ever. Uh, I, I think there's people that I've met, that the distillers on down to the employees there that are great people. Some of my favorite people, you know, I've ever been around and I just enjoy that relationship. So uh, we can work together by, you know, me buying your bottle and then sharing my thoughts on it. I think that's the way it should be. So are, are you, you're, don't just feature Indiana bourbon. You're open to bourbon from everywhere. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the main focus here is Indiana bourbon. Cause I, I think a lot of the people here, I think very highly of them and I want to get the word out because I think it's that good. I really think that if people tried more whiskey and bourbon from Indiana, that, uh, that line between Kentucky and Indiana would kind of be uh, wiped out because it's really becoming that, that good. Uh, but I, I love craft people all over the world. I mean, all over the country. I've got some stuff recently out of Spokane, Washington, from Dry Fly Distillery. It's unbelievable. It's 140 proof and 152 proof and some of the best whiskey I've ever had in my life. And that's honestly uh, the truth. 
but I never could have, you know, got my hands on that. It's not even sold in Indiana, uh, but we appreciate them appreciate reaching them out reaching to us and, and, you know, helping spread the word. But I, I just have a lot of love for the people that the small town people that, you know, especially our, our distilleries that where they plant, farm, harvest, you know, and distill everything themselves or their own family. So uh, I'm always out there looking for the little guy and especially if they're making great whiskey to kind of push them ahead if I can. Nice. Well, in the bourbon community on social, what other, what are some of your other bourbon accounts that we should follow? Oh, I've got a long list of people that uh, I had a lot of fun with. Um, there's actually Brandy's a big spirit in Indiana. It kind of goes back as far, if not further than, than whiskey. Uh, Copper Brandy is a guy who's local here that shares Brandy information regularly. I mean, a lot of craft stuff also. He's kind of the uh, Indiana bourbon version uh, of Brandy. Let's see. Uh, the distilleries themselves are doing a great job. Like Starlight Distilleries uh, social media accounts are phenomenal. Um, there's some Facebook pages devoted to them and an Instagram page. Uh, if people want to get more involved in Starlight and all the big things they're doing, they should definitely follow because things pop up in those groups that uh, you really don't have opportunity anywhere outside of them. So um, 055 Distillery is one of them also that he has a barbecue fest every year. He releases a sweet corn uh, barrel proof bourbon once in a while. Uh, and you got to be following to know when that thing happens, because if you don't, you'll miss it because it sells out instantly. Um, there's a lot of people uh, that one dude, Ryan, I think is the account name. Uh, he makes unbelievable reels. Uh, he's one of my favorite accounts entertainment wise on there. I know he's got a good TikTok following also. Uh, Heavy Bourbon is a local Indiana guy here. He's famous for his chug merchandise uh, during the pandemic. <laughs> my favorite post of his that kind of got it all started he'd be out on this uh retention pond or something out there this little rowboat uh chugging whiskey every day at two o'clock because we were all kind of stuck home during the pandemic and he's an unbelievable character and a hell of a nice guy so uh those are some of my favorites i really think you know following the distilleries even if not in indiana some of those the craft ones in your area uh they have a lot more freedom of you know kind of creativity with their spirits as well as their social media so I always highly recommend those. Nice. Well, um, I thank you for opening my eyes. Like I said, I, I used to live in Georgetown, Indiana. My husband's from Jeffersonville, Indiana, yep. somewhere in the southern Indiana. But I, I honestly did not realize that Indiana had like 40 distilleries and we live oh, there. So yeah, and growing every day. And I said, now that they could distill in 2013, we're starting to get some real age on the bourbons and the whiskeys. So uh, and the people that tried it years ago and said, this is not for me, they should come back around because those things that were, you know, six months, two years old. Now those things are four to eight years old now and they're delicious. That's great. Definitely. I'll have to check that out. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today and sharing a little bit about your knowledge of the Hoosier whiskey world. No, I appreciate um, you having me. It was great. <laughs> Yeah, and everyone should definitely check out um, at Indiana Bourbon so they can keep up on the latest releases. And um, we look forward to see what you, you're posting soon. I appreciate it, Cordy. Thank you very much. All right. All right, everybody. That wraps up today's episode of Eat, Drink, Social. Thanks for listening. If you have a story to share or know somebody that does, feel free to reach out to us.